keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan St. Germain. we got a big show today. We're doing the Roast of Nick Gage. We're doing a Royal Rumble preview. We're talking about Dynamite. As always, I am with uh, Sir Robert Karpolis and Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps. How's it going, fellas? I mean, we're talking about Nick Gage. How could things not be going fantastic scotty well i've been doing a ton of research so i'm strung out on heroin i feel great man <laughs> well let's get to our february schedule I, I said i would announce it february 3rd we are uh off so next week we're just doing a normal episode we're going to review the royal rumble which should be a lot of fun hopefully there's a lot of stuff to talk about february 10th i was trying to find a way we could get to brett again and uh here's how because it's valentine's day so why don't we do all of the heart foundation i mean obviously we're not going to be doing owen but that's right folks brett british bulldog jim the anvil Nightheart, Stu, stew brian pillman they're all getting roasted on february 10th helen february, what we going after helen sure fucker and february 17th we're off no, i'm good as, far as black history month February 27th, we are going to be roasting. We are going to go take a raft and trip down Pearl River Plunge. It's Ahmed Johnson, folks. And uh, and for our Patreon in February, which I haven't figured out what our Patreon schedule is just yet, we have... So uh, why announce it? Don't announce it. Well, no, I just have the roast one. Because this oh, is we like do the, have it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I do no, have the, the roast. I don't have the rest of the uh, rest of what we're doing in February, but we are going to be doing uh, the roast of Mickey Rourke. So that will probably be. We're off this weekend. That'll probably be next weekend because we don't have a roast next weekend. Um, I love so, it. Sounds good. Yeah, should be some fun. I mean, uh, Oscar season. We got to we got to pick the actor most synonymous with wrestling, which is Mickey Rourke. Um opposed to the wrestlers that are synonymous with acting which are uh the rock batista and terry funk if you're a roadhouse man <laughs> uh but we got a lot to talk about today we're gonna be going into the bright side of nick gage look um i'll start and just say uh unlike most wrestlers he's served his time so like the bright side of nick gage for me is that this guy uh you know, he was a jail. He served it. Served served four years. I don't know if it was armed robbery. In 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 my research, I just I knew he. I know I don't know if did he say I'm going to kill you. I don't know how that works. But when you rob a bank, it's a big fucking deal. So he went to jail for uh, four years, but he served his time. He got out. He really hasn't had that many, you know, like 
you know, I mean, obviously we have that thing with David Arquette, but there, there wasn't a, there hasn't been a ton of stuff since he's come out where he's completely fucked his shit up. It's not like Alberto Del Rio where you're wondering what the next, uh, what the next news item is going to be. I don't really have anything positive to say about his wrestling. And I, and I think if I say something positive about wrestling, it almost like detracts from the positive things I've said about other people's wrestling. <laughs> like it's, 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 uh, and, and that's including hardcore guys. Like I even think that when you look at Sabu and Rob Van Dam, especially Rob Van Dam, but Sabu and, um, all right, the Dudleys and, you know, like even, meh, even New Jack to an extent, cause it was such a gimmick. You know, I think that there's an art to it that Nick doesn't necessarily have, but um, I also haven't seen everything in Nick, so I'm sure that somebody can pull, uh, you know, out an awesome match that I haven't seen against him and Moxley. And, and you know, I think his fans are just as rabid as, and I think GCW fans are just as rabid as AEW fans, and for better or worse, but he has... He has really excited a, a a portion of the population, and he's been able to make a living in wrestling, you know, at a time where, you know, it's it's harder for a guy to like that to make a living. Like, I feel like if it was the territory system, there's a chance that guy actually could have made more money because he wouldn't have been as exposed. You know, now it's it's like we're able to, like, pull up an Osprey match or, like, there's always a new Japanese match that Meltzer's talking about. And, uh, you know, they kind of blow anything Nick Gage is doing out of the water. But this is supposed to be bright side. Uh, this guy has seemed like he's had a hard life. So, you know, and I mean, look, man, I mean, everybody's, you know, the pill crisis was a thing. You know, the oxy crisis was a thing. And I, I have had my problem with benzos. I mean, I was horribly addicted to benzos. So pills are no joke. You know, that's a kind of a different drug category. Um I, I've I've never gotten addicted. I've only done Aussie. I, I can't hear you, Scott. Are you trying to talk? Oh yeah, he seems like a really uh, you know he had a really rough upbringing, and uh, yeah. there's a reason they don't have follow ups to uh, you know Little Orphan Annie and um, Oliver Twist. You know, <laughs> yeah, this would be considered a success story. Yeah, it's because they're getting paid in quarters in backyards. You know, <laughs> I mean, I do think that. You know, like from seeing his interaction with his fans, here's another bright side. He does seem like a guy who like really lets his guard down and is really good to his fans. Um, you know, I mean, the murder, death, kill gang isn't you know the greatest thing to call him, I don't think. But uh, whatever, man. I mean, plenty of rappers and death metal musicians have called their fans something crazy so well also what happens is you're automatically somehow a part of it after seeing one of his matches because you want to murder death kill yourself <laughs> so you go, you so go the well, I, it's going to be hard for everybody on this uh, you go, oh i guess you go i guess i am a part of this gang if it's about wanting to be dead <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I really don't have, you know, I've, I've, I've actually dealt with some of the people that like, uh, Nick deals with, uh, that are in Nick's circle and, um, for the most part they've sucked. So like, I don't really have much to say about him. Like I've never met him. I met him. I've met him off stage one. I think it was just like a high sort of thing. Um, 
No, I didn't. I Wait, was like H-I high or H-I No, like they were, but it was a little of both. <laughs> I, was, I was actually, I watched into, I walked into him and Sabu planning a spot, so I was too nervous to talk to them. I just remember. Planning that. a spot or a, or a heist? <laughs> is, it, is it a heist if it's a gas station? Could you imagine like Sabu trying to rob a bank? It's just like he sets up a chair near the safe and he bounces off the safe and just breaks. <laughs> just <laughs> bouncing off the plexiglass and the lady's like, sir, sir. <laughs> He just grabs up, he steals a pen, he rips the pen off the thing and runs out. <laughs> he like, yeah, he uses the pen as like a strap. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's really, I mean, Scott, what do you have positive to say about Nick? Um, You know, one, I don't understand why a guy would, I don't understand why a guy would rob a bank when uh, they offer lollipops, which are like one of the only things he can have. He can only eat things that he can suck on, right? Well, he's also, he was a, also, uh, I mean, he was a opiate addict. So, you know, like heroin addicts will have lollipops. I know that. No, look, I'll, I'll say this about Nick Gage. Um, when he was the surprise to fight Jericho, I loved it. I thought it was a really cool, um, he was a, he's a great, punishment for someone because no one should have to wrestle him and so it is a very cool storyline to be like this fucking weirdo and he comes out all weird you know yeah um what are other i mean that's an image you know that's like uh he does I have really, you know i can't say anything bad about his promos i haven't really oh no, his promos feel real i mean dude his, his wrestling feel real. feels real in a, in a sense that it is real i, I don't mean, his like promos kind of feel like the briscoes a little bit except for the briscoes are amazing wrestlers <laughs> that's the yeah. difference is that like i could watch a briscoe okay. match over and over again and i i could not do that with nick gage the um the, okay compliments right he he He's like the first ever watch and watch and sniff wrestler. Like he's the first ever watch and sniff person I've seen on television where when they put him on dynamite, I was like, I can smell this. He, he, you can <laughs> smell his breath through the television. Is that, is that a high, is that a bright spot? What are, what are we calling this? No, it's, it's pretty, it's a little bit rare when uh, we have, you know, like Scott and Robert, I'm I'm probably closer to Scott's opinion on wrestling, but they have very different opinions on wrestling. And and uh, you know when when they can come together on someone being truly terrible in the ring, <laughs> I can't totally lie though. I do I do enjoy piece of the following, and so I will say that that's a huge the fact that he has a following, the fact that he's committed to the gimmick or the truth, whatever it is. Uh, that's cool as hell. And he only stole $3,000 from the bank, which it's like fucking banks do that to us just in well, uh, overdraft fees. Time? <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get fucking bank of America during the housing crisis. No, really like stealing. Everybody should once a year be allowed to steal $3,000 from a bank. So well, I, it's not is... even a lot of money. Did he to write me, up his note? You know. Did he write I'm gonna kill you or anything? Or did you just say, hey, give me your fucking money? Even if he did, it didn't, I'm sure it didn't read like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he don't know how to spell those words. He don't know how to spell I. <laughs> All right, Robert. We're tagging right. you in. Nick Gage is a fantastic wrestling success story. He is a kid that grew up a hard-nosed life. He was a 
diehard wrestling fan. He was an NWA fan, so a wrestling purist fan. Didn't like that WWF shit. He thought it was corny. He got into ECW. He then decided, this is what I want to do for a living. He was a kid with a dream. He was Shawn Michaels without Shawn Michaels' physicality or athleticism or looks or intelligence, any of that. And the guy had Sean's not exactly bursting with intelligence. Guys. Wait, wait. Sean also is starting to look like Nick Gage. I was going to get there with that, but yeah. thank you. Uh, oh, well, damn there, it. I'm sorry. There goes Wetzel. Right. That was one of my jokes later, but you're, God, you're we're good. We're good. I was setting it up now, you motherfucker. Either way, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, Nick Gage was a dude. Like he was, he was the first CZW champion. Like there was an, there was an audience that exists out there for that type of, of deathmatch stuff. You go back and watch ECW, Ian Rotten, Axel Rotten, like people loved like the Taipei deathmatch and, and barbed wire and, and dipping their hands in glass and like the balls Mahoney shit. Like there is a niche audience out there that absolutely loves this stuff. And Nick Gage was really good at delivering that for his audience and did it in a way that was not, I wouldn't say safe, but safe enough in that he did not die. And with the exception of David Arquette, nobody else really almost died at the hands of Nick Gage. So he found a way to do death matches in a way where he's still alive. Uh, he he built a cult following for himself even before he went to prison. When he came out of prison, he reformed his life. He, he didn't fall back. Yes, he went back for a parole violation, but it's not like, he was a recidivist yeah, where any, anybody can go back for that. I mean, the parole, I, parole violation is, okay, I'm saying that's totally separate. Then he got out and then tried to go like rob another bank. He made himself into a, a folk hero. He's a guy who got himself onto dynamite based solely on his online reputation, his, his, his fan base that he himself built and cultivated and found a way to make money off of it. The stuff he did with Zack Ryder was really inspired i think Ryder being able to reinvent himself as this fake deathmatch figure and and piggyback off of nick gage's legacy is a testament to this guy knew how to play on his strengths which is what we always say paul Heyman's really good at hide the weaknesses accentuate the strengths it's i'm going to give you a deathmatch i'm going to cut a promo that's going to make people want to get behind me uh, and I'm going to give them blood and violence. And if they like it, they're going to come back and see more blood and violence. GCW has become a huge phenomenon in in certain circles, primarily because of Nick Gage. So there is an audience out there for him. There's people who love him. It doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I don't think it appeals to, to anybody on this show on a broad sense. Uh, but for the people who love him, they absolutely fucking love him. And they love him enough where... He made it on to the number two wrestling company in the world on television. And yeah, there is something to say that like, you know, the people who love Nick Gage versus the people who love Roman Reigns, there are more people that love Roman Reigns, but there are uh, the amount of love that the people that love Nick Gage have. It's, it's pretty insane. You know, like he really is. I mean, it's like being a fan of fish or something, you know, like it's, it's, it's like a, it's a, such a niche thing. Now, you know, for me, I don't get, I just don't get it because it's like, I, I used to love hardcore matches when I was a kid, but w when I was like a kid, it was like, I was watching the Japanese death matches between Foley and, 
and funk and there was a ton of psychology there and and a lot of the ecw stuff it wasn't you know there's was a lot of like you know the mike awesome matches they, they they were actually pretty good matches and uh you know like so it's like if we're watching this because oh we want to see how tough these guys are well then i'm gonna watch ufc then i'm gonna watch like real tough guys you know i'm gonna see people who can actually you know like i want to i want to see you know uh Pereira or whatever, if, if pronouncing mispronouncing the Brazilian guy who beat uh, Adesanya up, but uh, I'm gonna see I want to see guys like that. I don't really really you know like that's not why I watch wrestling. I don't watch wrestling to see who's the toughest. Um, so that that's kind of like I think the big fly in the ointment about you know that whole GCW. Scene. Well, you asked to do a fucking bright side, dude. I'm doing my yeah. legal job here of coming up with the I best know, argument I can. I'm just saying you know we gotta. I, be I get it. Well, this is no, this isn't honest. It's bright side. It's where we fucking lie and say that this guy is great. So that when we tear him down, we don't seem like complete well, assholes. You guys, you guys want to be honest? We watch wrestling, uh, to to further what Dan said to to see who is the handsomest. Obviously. And Nick Gage is the lowest on uh on the the totem pole in terms. Do you of think that. he's top five uh, most unattractive wrestlers working today? Maybe not all time, but today. I don't know about all time because yeah, they really. But today, probably right. Today, I would almost guess, yeah. Yeah, it's uh pretty pretty insane. But Scott, let's start out. The rest of Nick Gage, you you start out first. No, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I've heard you this whole time. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. It's called stalling while I. Look for my notes. You're perpetually the kid that I'll gets start. called on in class. No, uh, oh, I know, I know. And then I'll I start. go. I'll, I'll start. Then we'll no, I'm here. I'm here. Ready? Here we go. Yeah, dude. If uh, if Nick Gage were Nick Cage, National Treasure would be about stealing from construction sites. <laughs> <laughs> if Nick Gage were Nick Cage, Face Off would be about what his de- dentist recommend he do. <laughs> you get that right even though i fucking stumbled um if nick cage if nick gage were nick cage con air would be what you called every time he took a dive you got con air i don't know okay he uses a pizza cutter in the ring to honor turtles he met in a sewer <laughs> <laughs> if having a bright idea is having a light bulb flash over your head having the dumbest idea is having a light tube smashed over your head <laughs> He looks like CM Punk's dog post media scrum. (laughs) (laughs) His dental situation is actually not funny. He's the first person to lose custody of teeth. (laughs) Courts pulled out his teeth and put them up for adoption. Uh, He doesn't have any kids because every time he comes, his sperm starts a mosh pit. (laughs) Uh, To me, he's one tough cookie. To his teeth, a soft cookie is one tough cookie. <laughs> Isn't that cute, Khalees? Khalees is here. She thinks that's cute. Okay, here we go. Uh, he robbed a bank, but in his defense, it's like the second thing they're known for. <laughs> like a place for your money and getting robbed, you know? Uh, Nick Gage died for a little bit, remember, when when he when they he used all those emergency services uh, for the sake of pro wrestling? He died during that for a moment, uh, then came back to life. A credit to American doctors 
or a pet cemetery. <laughs> okay. Um, he looks like a veteran who has PTSD from the war on drugs. If you see him in the daytime, he has rabies. Uh, he eats apples like Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace. Is that is anyone gonna get that one? I don't even know what the fuck that means. And finally, you think he spent five years in the pen. It was actually 35 years in the pound. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do pig pen, but that also No, worked. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Robert Carpolis, everybody. Uh Nick Gage. He's a backyard wrestler who can't afford a backyard. <laughs> Nick Gage won the big three deathmatch tournaments, though if I'm honest, I was rooting for death. <laughs> Looking at Nick Gage, one thing is clear. This guy is from New Jersey. <laughs> he was part of the hate club with a man called Wife Beater. Gage didn't support the name because he doesn't believe in marriage. He went to prison for bank robbery because stealing fans' money with his in-ring work wasn't bad enough. Gage leads the Murder Death Kill Gang, which was founded by Chris Benoit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gage has been called a cult figure. Nick passed along a note that that should not be confused with C-O-L-T because he ain't no fucking Jew. <laughs> Growing up, Gage idolized Lawrence Taylor. Later in life, he was surprised to learn that LT also played football. <laughs> Nick's brother sadly committed suicide by jumping off the Walt Whitman Bridge. Nick thought it was odd they named a bridge after the guy who invented those little boxes of chocolates. <laughs> Gage was the first ever CZW champion. CZW is a promotion that makes people long for the safe, family-friendly environment of ECW. Nick competed in the infamous 200 light tube death match. The most shocking part was that he could count to 200. <laughs> Sports Illustrated named him as the 10th best wrestler of the year in 2019. Tied for ninth, everyone else on TV. <laughs> Nick Gage competed on an episode of Dynamite against Chris Jericho in a cagey attempt to try to kill Jim Cornette. <laughs> Gage is a devout Christian. Nick finds inspiration in Jesus Christ, mainly for his comebacks after a barbed wire attack. <laughs> when asked for comment, Jesus encouraged Nick to look into other religions. Hey, man, I heard good things about Islam. <laughs> Gage publicly struggled with Oxycontin, mainly around trying to get some. <laughs> Gage went to prison for a bank robbery, which brought shame to the pro wrestling community. Worse, when Gage committed his robbery, he unmasked, which brought shame to the Lucha Libre community. <laughs> At the end of the day, Nick Gage is a convicted criminal, an addict, and a black eye on the wrestling community, who was welcomed with open arms on TV by Warner Discovery. <laughs> the only way he could be a more loathsome person would be if he tried to sell you a mortgage. This episode brought to you by SaveWithConrad.com. Uh, Robert's continued war on Conrad <laughs> continues. Great um, job, Robert. Rose and Nick Gage. When you wish upon a pill, fit no will get Nick killed. Uh, <laughs> he said he's putting the wrestling world on notice. Oh, wait, that's a landlord putting him on eviction notice. <laughs> MDK Day is how people from Newark celebrate 
the death of MLK. He uh, <laughs> he looks like zombie Homer Simpson or the ghost of a hospital janitor. He loves uh, Lawrence Taylor and pills. Throw in some ranch dressing, and it's a Dan St. Germain relapse. <laughs> he formed a stable with Wife Beater and Justin Payne, which is ironic because Justin Payne is what Wife Beaters call themselves. I'm Justin <laughs> Payne to you, bitch. <laughs> He's what happens when you buy John Moxley at Dollar General. Uh, he robbed a bank without a mask, hoping the teller wouldn't believe that's his face. Uh, he's a devout Christian, but only because he saw Jesus on the cross and said, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> he handed a note to a bank teller saying he was going to rob her. The teller was shocked. How do you misspell Rob? <laughs> he took his anger out on light tubes because he couldn't afford electricity. And <laughs> Gage is proof that you can kill David Arquette, but you can sure as hell give him hepatitis. Uh, all right, folks, that's our rusted Nick Gage, MDK. Don't kill us. Uh, there was also other wrestling last night, and there's big wrestling this weekend. We got to talk about it. Dynamite or Dud, Hour One, Action Andrade and Ricky Starks versus the Les Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, a really put well put together Jay Briscoe package. Darby Allen versus Buddy Ryan or Murphy. I don't know what the fuck they're calling him now. Uh, followed by a Samoa Joe promo. Another Adam Matthews. Uh, Who's Buddy Ryan? <laughs> Buddy, wait, Buddy, Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews. Sorry. Um, Hook and Jungle Boy versus Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. A family therapy segment and. Adam Hangman uh, Page backstage. Well, that rhymed. Scott, what do you think of this first hour? All right. Let me check to my notes. I took notes this week. All right. Jericho and Sammy versus Starks and Trading. All right. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I do not like the Jericho Appreciation Society, but I can't deny the fact that the crowd was super into this. Everybody played their part well, and it worked out period it was just a good match i mean um, but like, and the feud and the feud yeah i i i i don't uh i just don't i just don't care that's the problem when these four guys get on and i and i love you know in a vacuum i love sammy and jericho but i just don't give a shit for sure there's that and um you know there's there's not something funny about ricky starks kind of helping Andretti. But, you know, when you see a thing like that and you see a young guy wrestle, you go, oh, someone's taking him under his wing. And I don't think Ricky Starks need to take anybody under his wing. They just need to focus on him as a singles guy. So make them get away from each other. Like, make everybody get away from each other and let these guys just be fucking singles. That's they how I feel about, Rick, about the first They need to give Ricky Starks a wing for anyone to, you know, hide under. Yeah, but I do enjoy everybody, and I like action and Dreddy. I mean, I know there is, like, something, you know, very, like, uh, VFW Hall about him. You know, he's very, like, first few years, but it's because it's his first few years. And, and what I mean by that is, like, the way he, like, tries to get the crowd riled up and stuff like that. But I don't know. I like his motion and moves and shit. It, 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 it's, like, he reminds me, and he's not as good as... OG Brian Pillman, but um, 
a lot of his moves remind me of Brian Pillman, where it's like, oh, this is very basic, flying, but flying it's very Brian. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, flying Brian. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Man, it's a shame Brian didn't ever have a kid. <laughs> that guy, if you could take like a guy who could do some of Brian Pillman's moves, but have that Pillman family name, that would be a dude to push on TV. Well, That'd he is on great. elevation this week against Roosh. Well, Wait, seriously? That? That's a match well, that's on what elevation. They, that's what they filmed. Well, that's what they filmed uh, last night. So I guess what that'll air whenever elevation airs. I don't even know. June. I spilled a bunch of water. That's what I do know. This is compelling Nick Gage audio. Calls has, a bath, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing better audio-wise than Scott cleaning up water in the middle of his review. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, so then there was listen. Then there was the Jay Briscoe video, right? God damn, this was unbelievable. Do you guys want to talk about this at the same time? Like, uh, this was just so so damn good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the... I just thought the whole Jay, everything they did with Briscoe was great, and I don't care that it happened late. I'm just glad it happened. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, it happened late, which which means they fought for it, or you know, WB saw that backlash on the internet. But uh, damn, the this video package was so unbelievable. The fact that they incorporated the family and um, and so many of his friends and shit. It, it, that was just so, so powerful to me. Um, yeah, that got me emotional. Darby versus Matthews. I I thought I was going to love this. And I, I did like it a lot, but I wasn't crazy about it. Also, it's like, dude, address the trio's titles. They won the titles and now we're not addressing it. I understand if Kenny is doing something somewhere currently. And I understand if the Bucks are, you know, uh, focused on mourning Jay Briscoe or something. Uh, but let like House of Black have a trios match instead of Darby defend the TNT title. I did like that they showed, uh, you know, video of like Noah and stuff and Darby fighting in Japan. I thought that was cool. Uh, and obviously I liked a lot of moments in the match, but dude, come on. Oh, I also like Joe calling Darby a little dead boy. That was fun. Uh, the Adam Cole video package was good, and I think it it is going to help build him to be a major face, but just, you know, maybe put him on the screen. It's like, it's just very obvious, at least to me, that they put him on that L.A. show because they didn't have Sasha Banks. Um, because otherwise, why not have him back consistently? It's just he's not ready to be on the road, right? I don't That'd know. I guess, yeah. And then did that end the hour? Ethan Page ended the hour, right? Uh, Page and then the family therapy thing and then the hangman promo. Yeah, that yeah. Was... I wasn't crazy about the. Uh, I I think Jungle Hook is a really fun tag team, but I wasn't I wasn't necessarily crazy about this match. I I get it that it's like, oh, these are two brand new teams that are, are have been put together, and uh, let's see how they work teaming together. Oh wow, Jungle Hook's very good at working together, and Matt and Ethan are not. And I get that. It's just I don't like seeing Matt. Matt just can't move that well in the ring anymore. It's not It's not even like, even if you were a Matt Hardy fan, it's just not the same. It's just all of it. Dude, that, that little promo thing they did right before the match was so bad with the, the dude from Private Party. This is what happens when you get yourself over as like this extreme wrestler, but not as a normal wrestler. It's just we don't give a shit. Anymore. Like once, once you get to that certain level, nobody cares anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, Robert, what do you think of the second hour? First hour? Yeah, first, first hour. hour. Yeah, first hour. Uh, Jericho and Sammy versus Starks and Andretti was 
it was fine. The crowd was super into it, which made it work. I'm not bought in on action Andretti at all. I think that he's okay. They're making it out like what he does in the ring is spectacular, and we've never seen this before. We've seen better versions of this with, you know, Dante Martin, who's a guy that I would have rather have seen them kind of get behind than this guy. I get that Jericho sees him as a project. Cool. It's also weird that I don't, I didn't watch Rampage, but I thought the idea was that like Ricky Starks was taking on uh, Danny Garcia. And if Garcia won, he was going to be in the match. And if he lost, it was going to be Sammy. They didn't show like a replay. They didn't really even tell that story at all during the, during the show. It was that was kind of odd. I wasn't sure if they're trying to build this tension between Sammy and Garcia or, or what the idea was, but the, it's like a two step thing here, guys. Promote Rampage, which they're starting to try to do. And then if something important happens on Rampage, bring it up on Dynamite to be like, hey, here's why you should watch Rampage. There, it's like the underpants gnomes, like you're missing a step here to drive people to watch Rampage. I get that stuff happens on there. Let us know on Denton Dynamite. Hey, this is why you got to go watch Rampage. Tell that story. I, I uh, feel like I'm sorry for interrupting you, but doesn't yeah. Rampage feel like uh like a shitty band someone has? You know, like you're like, no, I got a band. It's called Rampage, and then they're like, oh, dude, let me check it out, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll send I'll send you the link to the tickets, and then you just never do. You know, like <laughs> it's like because you don't want. I feel like Tony has to promote Rampage, but he doesn't want anybody to watch it. That's the only – dude, I saw that Rampage lineup. I like all the wrestlers. They're all great workers. There's so many great workers, though. you got to deliver, like, a show with, like, storylines we give a fuck about. And you got to call it back in a big way on Wednesdays. And they yeah, never and they, do. they They don't do that. Uh, the He's Prisco... afraid to, dude, because he knows no one's watching. And, and then you put your champions on it and no one's watching. That looks bad. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a great look. Uh, the Briscoe video package was – it was excellent. Um, I, I I think I texted this to, to Mike directly, but I'm like, when you have once you have kids and you see something like this, like you're gonna wind up like breaking down in tears. It just winds up happening. The the video footage of him with his family. Um, I had seen someone had posted online last week who uh, a former Ring of Honor producer the the video of Briscoe doing the cheerleading routine with his daughter, and like that got me. And then seeing it on TV here again, it was a really well done video package. It was emotional. It was fantastic from a production end where they really shit the bed on this. And this really pissed me off. You show the video package and you go to commercial. Everyone was emotional. Excalibur was emotional. The crowd was silent in terms of like, this is a a big moment. And then you bring out House of Black, which is this really creepy death obsessed, like supernatural group. It was it was such a right turn pivot. Like let the audience have a beat. You can come back from commercial and do Buddy's entrance and then do Darby's and then have the match. You didn't have to do that there. It should have been we air the Briscoe video, we fade to black, we go to commercial. Then you come back with whatever your next match is. Uh Buddy and Darby on paper seemed like it was gonna be an awesome match. It was an okay match, but again, you had to have a lot of outside interference. Um I don't, again, because I don't watch Rampage, I didn't fully know what was going on with Ortiz. Dan mentioned that, like, Eddie Kingston turned heel on him on Rampage. They didn't tell that story on TV. So if you didn't watch Rampage. It was a big story. I I don't know what the fuck Kingston did, man, to piss people off. But I don't know either. But, like, one-fifth of your audience watches Rampage. Like, tell the story on Dynamite as to why Ortiz is attacking these guys and what's going on. Uh, The Joe promo after was awesome. 
the Adam Cole video package was was great, especially because I didn't have to see Adam Cole wrestle on TV, which is always nice. Uh, Jungle Hook is fine as a tag team. I don't know why we split Jungle Boy from uh, Luchasaurus to make him a big top single star and then immediately put him back in a tag team with a guy that people are more excited about than him. Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy sucks. This whole storyline with Ethan Page makes no sense. I don't know why Matt Hardy's even remotely trying or seems enthusiastic about trying to win when it should just be trying to fuck over Paige. Uh, the family therapy segment, for all the ways that I want to bury this, I'm just going to be the the mouthpiece of Mike Lawrence, who basically said, this was like watching a porn where nobody fucked. <laughs> and that's what it felt like. It was just kind of goofy. It was shot weird. Uh, they hired this woman to be the family therapist that definitely looked like an adult film star and not a uh, a therapist. And it accomplished nothing other than delaying another week till we get an acclaim match. Uh, and then the hangman promo in the back with with Renee, it was a weird pivot where it's like, hey, next week we're in Dayton. I'm going to knock you out, John Moxley, when last week they had a far more, you know, human segment about the two of them. And now it's back to I want to knock you out. And then you like, oh, yeah, well, you got to knock me out first on Rampage. Like, what the fuck? Hey, have you guys seen White Lotus? Have I said this yet? Yeah, but the new Lotus. season of White Lotus, man, Wheeler Utah talks just like uh, Aubrey Plaza's uh, husband. He looks in, a lot. Yeah, he looks a little bit like him. He too. looks a little like him too, and he's just like, yeah, this very quiet, timid. Like even when he's pissed, he's just like, hey, man, really, yeah. Hangman? Okay, then I guess I'll see you on Rampage, and we can fight each other. He's like, what, dude? Get pissed. By the way, Aubrey Plaza was great on Saturday Night Live this week. Just throwing it out there. I, I thought family therapy was uh, was actually pretty good. I, I thought it was. I, I mean, I think this is the. It, it's a good story for them to tell because it's it's still you know you and it's a good story to go back to because you know there's always the chance that Billy Gunn is going to turn on them. Was it shot terribly? Yeah. Does it, did it feel like the beginning of a Brazzers video? Sure. Yeah. All those things are still true, but I thought there's a lot of meat on the bone. <laughs> that's not the thing to say oh, after he said it's like a porn yeah, right. uh everything else was fine you know i mean i you know the i just can't care about you know the the problem with um the problem and the blessing with aew because both are true is that because um you know wrestlers at, at a certain level seem to have control of their creative um, that means that they're either going to be way better than the show or worse than the show. And right now, all of Jericho's stuff is kind of like worse for the show, worse than the show. Um, so on on the one hand, you can kind of you can kind of compartmentalize it and be like, all right, well, I just don't have to, I don't have to, I, I just can tune out during the Jericho stuff. But then that's your whole like first twenty minutes on TV. So is that really? something you should open with and is this this thing where should tony kind of step in and and actually book jericho instead of clearly what seems to be all of jericho's ideas i i i don't know i don't know the answer to that question i don't know how many ideas tony has left or how many people he's let doing creative but um this this they gotta they kind of gotta break up this stable they gotta do something else with jericho it's it, it just seems like I don't know. It just it just seems like bad inner circle stuff now. Uh, all right, hour two.
Daniel Bryan versus Brian Cage, or Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage. Uh, a Brian Daniel Bryan promo backstage with the medical staff. Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho. Uh, an MFJ promo where he had a fantastic line about yeah that MFJ man he is MJF sorry we're in a fan motherfucking Jacob motherfucking he had a fantastic promo about he called he said William Regal was Ellen DeGeneres on math it was great um Mark and then we got the main event which was Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal which was uh just a fantastic uh tribute and a and a really good match and. You know, I thought they really knocked it out of the park, uh, especially compared to last week. Um, what do you think about the second hour, Robert? Yeah, uh, Brian Cage, who by by some accounts may be on his way out, uh, that his contract is up and that there's interest for him elsewhere. It felt a little bit like this was his audition for WWE to be like, look at the power moves I can do. Look at how well I can sell and try to tell a story I'm not the biggest Brian Cage fan in the world, which is an understatement. The same way I'm not the biggest Nick Gage fan in the world. Uh, is Daniels, it things that sound like that? Is that it's the anything thing? that rhymes with it? Yes. <laughs> um, it was. I. I. I it, this was the weakest of the Danielson matches that he's had, and commentary was kind of all over the place in terms of are we putting over Brian Cage as being good? Are we burying Brian Cage because he's on his way out? Um. The post-match stuff with MJF coming out there, I I liked it to a degree. I don't like, and now I'm going to be Dan. I'm going to be the fashionista. Don't put him in that in that black uh, sleeveless uh, gimmick. Like it's just it, he looks like Danny Garcia in it. He looks kind of low rent. He's not. That's not how he is presented. He should never be out there uh, in in one of those uh, one of those shirts. And I don't love seeing him attacking Danielson this quickly. I think that you still had a week or two before you get to his physicality on Brian rather than him in there as just like a dude attacking another dude. It should have had, he should have had another person or other members of what the fuck's the, the embassy have those guys go out there and, and help and have him just direct traffic rather than sullying himself and getting his hands dirty. Uh, I get that they're trying to do something with Takeshita here. That'll work to, you're trying to elevate someone like Jericho can take notes you're inserting a guy into a storyline and you're trying to use a new guy to elevate him. This is how you do it. Uh, Brian's promo with the train in the trainer's room was great. This really fired up impassioned. Like, I don't care that I'm injured. I've wrestled injured before. Like, fuck you. I'm going to go kill you and run through whatever the hell you got for me. That's the baby face Danielson. We've been waiting for this whole time. Uh, Tony storm, Ruby, uh, Ruby Soho. I thought had a, a very solid match considering this went from a, triple threat to a one-on-one a -on -one match. Uh, Britt's interference work, the story they're telling with Tony Storm and Soraya now feels more directional. It's a little TNA-ish in the whole, like it's the originals versus the invaders who've come in, but it's something for her to do. And Tony is a better heel than a babyface, So I think you're getting something there. And Britt as the Steve Austin-y kind of tweener, that works. Uh, MJF's promo in the back, with the exception of the uh, hiding uh, in a, in a bunker from someone with blue eyes, which was unnecessary low hanging fruit for him. Uh, his promo was very good. Bringing in Timothy Thatcher, who I think is awesome is a really good idea. And Thatcher versus Danielson is going to be amazing. And then the main event was, I mean, you can't really 
grade it by any stretch of the imagination, but it was the perfect kind of tribute match. It was something I know we wished would have happened last week. I get you couldn't pull it together as quickly as you could, but all the other factors aside, um, this is going to sound weird, and I'm trying not to make this more insulting there or whatever than it should. Whenever there's tribute matches or whenever there's tribute shows, you tend to get better matches from the guys. I think like the, the Rey Mysterio tribute show where you had Sean versus Mysterio, like the yeah, guys yeah, just, yeah. they just operate on a different level where it's just the purity of we're putting on a great match here for you. It's, it's, you don't need storylines. You don't need anything. It's just the, the, the purity of wrestling. And those guys went out there and, and tore it down. It was great. It was emotional. Uh, the post-match where, you know, folks were up on the ramp and giving him the hug. Tony's awkward hug was just the chef's kiss on the end of this episode. But uh, I'm glad they got... He's got to learn how to hug that guy. He's got he's to learn how to just not always, you know, look like uh, the kid who just found his parents. Um, it's <laughs> it's awkward. It but, does feel uh, like the end of North or something. I was just going to say it was the end of North. <laughs> um we all have the same references on the show. It's it's all just Rob Reiner movie references, which is fine. The rest of the show was misery, uh, to quote Remy. No, uh, but no, it was great that Mark Briscoe was on there. It was great that Jay Lethal can still wrestle as Jay Lethal as opposed to, you know, Jeff Jarrett's friend. So it's good that he can just kind of turn that back on. And uh, in a bubble, that was a great main event. Yeah, I... Um... I, I I I thought that Timothy Thatcher bringing him in, he's like the last free agent. I'm I think I'm like excited about, um, and he he's one of those guys. I was very surprised. I mean, he's at Noah, you know, so that's a promotion. But I was surprised that especially New Japan didn't snap that guy up because they they need more guys at New Japan, and he fits in their system perfectly. Um, AEW, I get it. There's just there's a lot of there's just a lot of people there, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. You know, hopefully that guy gets a more permanent job after this and can be more prominently displayed because he uh, was awesome in NXT. Like from awesome a sports entertainment NXT. perspective, the stuff that him and Champa was doing was a blast. That stuff was great. And the stuff that he did with riddle was the riddle great. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I guess that he just, Vince looked at him and was just like, no, but it's a shame because he has like that, like you know that vicious Nick Gage look, but he can work like a motherfucker. So hopefully that 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 yields something for him. I mean, yeah, some of the stuff. I feel like MJF is so much better when he doesn't like, like yeah, like you said, there was really no reason to do the blue eye thing. But even more, like even more so, like it's like, does he have to be the devil? Like anyone who says they're the devil automatically, I'm like, oh, you're not the devil because the devil doesn't announce himself. Ah, but that's what the devil has made a, a popular th- a thought as of late. You understand? <laughs> yes, you understand. Yes. If if you know if 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 the if you think it's coming, so you avoid it. It's coming because he's the devil. Don't you understand the fucking devil, Dan? He's like a goddamn riddle. You think he just got it solved? No, he's John Lovitz. <laughs> I don't know, man. It would be kind of fun to have like the Adam Sandler dirty work devil in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 second hour was fine. They they've got a huge show coming again next week. Um, 
I don't understand why why they didn't bring up the Eddie stuff. That was just very fascinating to me. Not to mention his heel turn on Rampage was like 35 minutes in. It was like the death spot for Rampage. So I don't know what the fuck the guy said to Tony backstage. Wait, though. Sure maybe everything. That's what he said to Tony. Like maybe like his uh he just listens to this podcast and he just borrowed everything that we've said about Tony because there is no reason for how over this guy is, why you would turn him heel and why you'd be using him, you know, so sparingly on TV. There is no way Eddie Kingston knows how to listen to a podcast <laughs> or has a cell phone plan. Also, do you think Eddie Kingston is the kind of guy where hitting your friend with a chair because he's bugging you isn't a heel turn? It's just like fucking Eddie, you know? I was thinking that, but it's it was just... I was thinking that. It, it's possible. I, I think he's going to be easy to turn babyface again. If that's... You know, like, you know, some people got a cousin that will just, like, throw shit at them. And you go, dude, you can't throw you can't throw things at fam. You can't throw things at people, period. But then, like, you know, you see, you see them again. Maybe. I mean, maybe it just doesn't. I don't know what the plan is, you know? Well, the real issue, yeah, is he needs to face MJF at some point. And so you need to be giving us, you know, his well, story. If, that, if that's the case, center. Be fucking hitting Ortiz with a chair. No, and poor Ortiz, man, you know, thinking yeah. about tag team wrestling, and I know Santana and him have issues, I guess, and Santana is now, is he gone from AEW? I don't even know at this point. I know he was injured for a long time. Uh, oh, I wish they could do something with him, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, like them them getting the titles is a story they can tell. I mean, I, I also think a heel version of them versus the acclaimed would be great. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he ends up coming back. The one thing Tony hasn't been great at yet is that like, I don't know why, I don't know how Vince was so good. Vince was really good at getting into huge fights with people and then, uh, you know, somehow still getting them on screen and still, you know, with the exception of punk, I guess. And it seems like whenever Tony has a falling out with somebody, that's just it, you know, like this is good for business to put. It's good for business to put Eddie in a prominent position. And the fact that they're not is is troubling for sure. But let's go. Uh let's we were just in Jacksonville. Let's uh let's go. Let's go. I don't know why my wife is calling me. She knows. Um oh, I don't she... know why my wife is calling me. Uh because her name is your wife. <laughs> my wife, she's walked outside of the apartment. I'm gonna go. Okay. Yeah, because you're the first person, she's the first to you call. Oh, she called. You understand? Like she calls you. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I know, I know. I messed up. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm buzzing her in now. She's coming. You have to buzz uh, her into your own home? Does she not have access? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I live in an apartment, you know. Unfortunately, I, I don't live in Palm Beach. I wasn't saying not, but she doesn't have the ability to, like, buzz her. I don't know how you're building. Oh, so in New York, New Yorkers are so scattered-brained that, like, if we can leave our keys at home, we will. Like okay. if you're if you're home, I'm leaving without my keys because holy shit, any any less weight off of these shoulders is uh is a big deal. How heavy are your keys, dude? Like how heavy are my shoulders, Robert? Hey, that's greatest true. Greatest city in the world. Greatest city <laughs> in the world. All right, let's uh let's take the uh 
Let's take the highway up from Jacksonville to Stanford, folks. I don't I don't know exactly what highway that is. Otherwise, be 95, Dan. That would be 95, Interstate 95. Right? Yes. I thought it was 95. I just didn't want to be wrong. Okay, New Jersey Turnpike. I, I can look at 95 from my apartment, I think. We're back in Stanford, baby. And oh, fuck. Uh, Mike Lawrence's favorite pay-per-view is this weekend. Uh, I sadly will be fucking doing shows on Saturday night, but I'll, I will I will be watching it in between. We're talking about... Royal... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not talk about the second hour of Dynamite. I know you guys... Oh, it feels like you did. No, no, no. I need... Guys, 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 guys. All right. God bless the Royal Rumble. I'll be quick, okay? Uh, Danielson versus Cage. I was I was getting invested in this, okay? I thought that this second hour... Dude, it's cemented. I am over the moon about this fucking feud. I thought the match was a lot of fun. I thought what happened after it with Takeshita was great, was great for Takeshita. I thought it, you know, the promo that Dan look, the doctor sucked, but hey, he's a doctor. He's supposed to suck. Danielson knocked it out of the goddamn park and really sold the match for me. And then to have MJF hiding in a closet later, it's so fucking funny. And then to me, honestly, like he had a lot of iconic quotes um in this promo like if we look back you can go you know the um the this title makes my catchphrase you know like whatever you know means something whatever it wasn't iconic enough for me to fucking remember but you get it holy shit i loved i loved everything about the title picture and i am so looking forward to it and whatever the hell uh mjf is going to do to him i love the timothy thatcher noah uh footage i love timothy thatcher um, the women's match. Yeah, man. I think there's other things you can focus on in the women's division that would get me more excited about it. And it's definitely not a, uh, uh, us lady, an us bitches versus you bitch. Like, it's like, it's just not, I don't know. I guess everybody's in factions. Right. And so that's, a, that was sexist of me because they're just in giant groups, but this old versus new. And then that's it. It feels super. I feel like I've seen it a thousand times and it's only mattered once, and that was because I was 11, and it turns out that actually sucked. Okay, but thought, the the advantage here, Scott, is it's a storyline for women that Tony Khan can figure out, which is, you know, well, this is one of Oz, and this is one of the new ones, so I sure. can I can book this. Like, sure. I, just I will think... take anything that helps him focus, like, Adderall for, like, a minute. <laughs> I just, you know, I wish I could get, like, a hangman invested storyline from the women's division. And to do that, um, everybody can't be sassing each other. And I also mean that in terms of like a Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho feud. Like I am not going to go crazy for it until they get fucking serious. And they're not just trying to out joke each other. Um, and I think the women's division suffers from out caddying each other when they need to get serious and talk about their sacrifices and, and uh, you know, yeah, push Willow Nightingale. It's, it's also just one of these. Yeah, I, I really like Willow, but it, it's it's also one of these things where it's like, you may not like damage control in WWE, you know the the Bailey stable, but at least we know it's a stable. We know why they're together. Um, they've they've like clearly uh drawn the lines for us as to what they're about, and. Sometimes in AEW, you'll just see like three or four people working together out of nowhere, and there's no real explanation. Um, like, are these guys in a stable now? What's what's going on? 
it just feels very disorganized and you know it, it does end up when you when you have like every single female story on your on your show is just one group going against another group week after week after week you know and then like various members of the group turning heel or face then ending up on the other side it just doesn't matter it just feels like house show shit you know yeah yeah but it's nice now because now you get all of the AEW originals that the fans love and are behind like a, like a Julia Hart, like an Anna Jay, like a Ty Conti, uh, women you really want to see wrestle and cheer for uh, going against these women that people just absolutely despise that came in from other companies. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. There's not, there's not a single flaw in this hey. whatsoever. A 20 minute Jade Cargill match that she's going to have with Athena is going to be fucking fire guys. Hey, I will say this, you know, for as much as I shit on Anna Jay last year, because I do think that's your kink. I get it. Good for you. Thanks for admitting it. Terrible last year. The uh, the no holds barred tag they had was actually really, really fun, even though, you know, like I really thought Ruby Soho was going to die from blood loss at some point. All right, Scott, anything else to add about that second hour before we uh, head to. Well, yeah, obviously the uh, the main event, man, I thought it. <laughs> Robert, I gotta talk about. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. I can hear Dan's frustration of like. Oh, I know. Transition to the next segment that I have to mention. You know that we have to keep talking. I I know you want to have fun with the Royal Rumble predictions. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really fine, guys. You guys don't understand. It's hard to host a show, so sometimes you have to reset the table as far as transitions. If you have more to say, that's fine. I will just reset it again. No, I think so. Yeah, it's just your face sometimes too. It's very. What's that movie where DiCaprio gets attacked by the bear? you know <laughs> like if he's just staring at you while you talk like you go okay i'm sorry i know you got you got attacked by a bear we should be focusing on <laughs> on your wounds <laughs> but anyway uh, man this fucking tribute like got me hard I, whoa, whoa, whoa wait 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 what? that's not that's not a, it made me cry like it got my feelings and then like you know hit me hard that's what i mean to say Damn it. Okay. Anyway. Hit you hard wow. in the dick. Got it. Brother, this this was um this was everything. And you know, like, okay, obviously bigger than wrestling and hard fought, right? To have this moment and we couldn't have it last week. And that really, really uh bothered us, obviously, right? We all talked about it. Um when the bell rang and they shook hands and it and it I think Mark said to him, Thank you, my brother. Um that was insane because when he walked out, he was so focused uh, on the match. Like, if that makes sense, like, yeah. you know, when so many times when a guy comes out to do a tribute, like they come out and they breathe in the moment and they go like, you know, oh, my 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 brother, my this or that. He came out and he was like, let's fucking go. And you realized he needed to wrestle. You know what I mean? And I thought yeah. that's what was so powerful I mean, about, you know, there were so many things powerful about the moment, but like he needed, I don't know, to, to see his heart fill up as the match went on and the crowd fed him. It was like Mark asked to do this, not just for a tribute for his brother who just died and it's his fucking birthday, but also because he needed to professionally wrestle. And he did that last night and you saw the 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 catharsis in it and how it could heal somebody and how like both of them were bonding and then how the guys came out from backstage. And it was like the fact that that was allowed to happen. And it was our first time seeing Mark on, 
on like a legitimate television network. And he fucking killed it, by the way. Like, brother, every move was flawless on his part. Um, He didn't come off like, you know, because like you mentioned, oh, he looks like a Nick Gage. He does. And then you watch him wrestle and it's, it's fucking FTR, man. It is like beautiful, classic NWA wrestling. It is so real. Uh, this match had so many awesome moments. And yeah, all right. Uh, that's it, man. Amazing shot to end the show. Calling out the kids. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, unreal. I mean, I, 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 is there a better move finisher than the J Triller? I mean, it's such a great. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Is my favorite finisher, I think. I mean, I, I, unbelievable. Looks well, like what do you, what do you, I, I, and, and again, I don't do what do you do in like a Skip Bayless way. I do it in a, in a, in a, I love pro wrestling way. Um, Jay, Jay Briscoe, I mean, sorry, Mark Briscoe, uh, winning the ROH title eventually is like really would be really amazing if that's something he would want to do, you know, be a singles wrestler. I'm sure that uh, he would be happy to have the work. If, if you want to make moments, you know? Well, you know? if you want to make, if you want to make moments, and this is, I'm not to fucking spitball and do fantasy booking shit, which I don't like doing, but beside the point, you, you, and it would upend what they're doing otherwise. And I don't really give a shit. So I don't like what they're doing otherwise. You have Lethal become Briscoe's tag partner to defend the tag titles. Like you oh, need wow. you need someone to step in there because they're you, gonna you don't have think to just hand them, have a tournament like a J, you know, and then you could have an annual Jay Briscoe tournament. But the you first could have one an annual Jay Briscoe title. tournament. But I think the idea of Lethal stepping in there as the guy as a tribute to to uh, to Jay Briscoe and being the tag partner there it's it's a nice emotional full circle moment for them to to be the tag champs and you or you could you know you could put them in the tournament whatever it is that whatever you want to do uh and then if you, even if you had lethal wind up turning on mark briscoe and you get the fucking heat off that and tell a great story like there's avenues to do that but i think you need someone to step in as mark briscoe's tag partner and having it be lethal uh and either running with it or having lethal turn on him Either way, I think is is a lot better than what they're doing with them right now. You know, what would be interesting is, you know, what I was thinking of, like, if he teams up with another person in wrestling that we know who has like a, you know, a really tragic family loss. Like if he decided to team with Brian Pillman Jr. or, you know, I mean, obviously we can't do negative one because he's not old enough yet, but that that kind of thing. Um just, I don't know, like, instead of... Dan's Pixar movie he just pitched right now. I know, like, uh, instead of the Heart Foundation, it would be the Heart Strings Foundation, guys, because it'd be pulling on our heart strings. Yeah, Disney's up, Reach for the Skies. It's yeah. sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what, you know, I'm sure, too, it's like, you know, this guy's getting, like, you know, the real hard, for, hard thing for Mark Briscoe is going to be in a couple months, you know, like, when... You know, he's he's helping Jay Briscoe's family out and, you know, a lot of the the newness of the tragedy has subsided and the reality kind of. Oh, and life just has to continue and it's not the, has to continue. It's not the episode of your life that is the death. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not, yeah. I mean, that's sure. going to be really anyone who's dealt with like a big loss, you know, that's 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 going to be really tough on him. And I, I don't know what the hopefully they keep having like tribute shows and it seems like the kids you know, we're going to need some medical attention. So yeah, it seems anyway. like, I guess what I've, what Shivani said uh, on his podcast is, 
that Tony Khan, you know, like he, he didn't want to fully say it, but I guess he was just referencing that Tony Khan is, is going to take care of the family. I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you have Mark Briscoe on the main roster and you give him the kind of money you're giving a lot of those guys, um, hopefully, you know, they can be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Dan. Yeah. Uh, let's take a road trip to Stanford. <laughs> How's that for a seamless transition from a heartfelt, emotional moment to getting back to the show? It's Not worse. that I would you ever criticize a company. To me. I was doing the fucking AEW transition from the show that Briscoe. Promo, yeah, let's do the rumble. The, well, people have to understand we're recording like in the middle of the day. It is we do have to get to our days. But the Royal Rumble is so damn fun to talk okay, about, and we I, do need to I, make. I, I feel like this is the way to transition it. It's time to talk about the Royal Rumble. Hey, I'll say this: here's how we talk about it. I want Mark Briscoe in the Royal Rumble. No. I think they should make an agreement. You let him come Would you out. Just yell no from the back. Oh no, that's my girlfriend, and uh, the dog is you know the puppy's puppying. A running from Dan's dog at Scott's house. That makes sense. Um, all right. Royal Rumble, Dan. What are we doing? Yeah, I guess we'll go. I mean, I guess we'll go least important matches first, right? Um, Most Mountain Dew match to least Mountain Dew match. Well, I, you know, I think a match that even seems less least important than that, even though it's for a title, is because I just don't see, you know, it's Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. I just do not see, uh, you know, Alexa getting over and, She's got to be a, a going over. Sorry. She's got to be a better wrestler, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I think it'll be fine. It'll be kind of like the do drop Becky Lynch match of last year. And, you know, they're just going to get Bianca ready for, well, I mean, my, my pick for the women's rumble is Rhea, which we'll talk about, but I, I feel like that right now they just need, you know, to keep Bianca strong. Uh, Robert, who do you got for this? I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be Bianca. I think this is going to be a really good match. They had a match on Raw a few weeks ago where Alexa uh, basically got her nose broken during it, so that kind of hurt the match a little bit. But they still got through it. The these this is the spooky Alexa Bliss character, so that's going to be kind of fun. Their brawl they had about two weeks ago was an absolute fucking blast, and I think there's a motivation there to put on a really good match here, and they have a good story, so. I think this is going to be better than we expect it's going to be, even though I'm sure there'll be some Uncle Howdy bullshit somewhere. No, there's definitely going to be a, a howdy ho. Um, Mr. Hanky? Yeah, yes. Mr. Hanky. That would be great if that's who Uncle Howdy turned out to be. Oh, my gosh. Except that's if, owned if by Warner Discovery. <laughs> Wait, and does I've that mean he could show you... up in AEW? I've never seen, like, I think Bray Wyatt may be the best wrestler to do stuff that doesn't work. <laughs> Routinely does stuff that just doesn't work. Um, but we'll get into that. We should talk about, I mean, I don't know, Scott, if you saw Raw 30, me and Robert talked about it. But I you... did, I did. We could, we, maybe that could be someone's high spot. That's you know? going to be a high spot, low spot for me, for sure. Awesome, so, yeah. awesome. All right, so great. We'll talk about it then. Um, next up. In an hour. Because not... I'm predicting all 30 entrants. Uh, <laughs> wait 60 we're gonna do the women's yeah we're doing the women's too even though i don't even know if they have 30 for the women uh bray wyatt versus la knight in a mountain dew pitch wait black. brother you didn't even let me predict alexa bliss all right i'm sorry bianca versus alexa bliss. i think it's gonna be a storyline driven match about 
um, about Bianca's hair and the Dolly's hair, and if there's going to be scissors involved, and there, and but then they're not going to realize there's going to be a scissor me chant, and that's going to backfire on them because it's going to get AEW trending on Twitter. But that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like a doll hair match. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like my Dolly wants your hair. Something strange. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a WrestleMania program. Now you just completely convinced me, Scott. Yeah. Ooh, a hair versus hair. You know, we could figure it out. But something about like Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Some it would be creepy funny shit's going to happen. Bianca's hair versus um, Alexa's doll's hair. Like you don't even, Alexa's doll's not even, Alexa's not even up for it. All right. Maybe not that funny. But Brave versus LA Knight. I think before we even get to a winner, what the fuck is this match going to be? They have not explained these stipulations at all. We have so no- it's it's easy, Dan. The loser of the match has to drink a Mountain Dew Pitch Black. <laughs> like there is no fate worse. Yeah, let's first talk about Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I've never even I know Code Red. I know I obviously know you know OG Mountain Dew. What the fuck is a Mountain Dew Pitch Black? I'm looking it up right now. It, it sounds disgusting. So it's a flavor. Well, it was oh, released for the Halloween season um, in 2004. So what is this? What the? F- okay, it used to be purple. Okay, it has a dark citrus punch flavor. Uh, has people thinking that grape is a prevalent flavor? Okay. Okay, this has turned into like ad-free shows where we're reading like the advertisement. This episode is brought to you by... Mountain Dew, pitch black. Wait a uh, when I'm in Jacksonville, sounds like ad free shows. It's gonna sound like the Royal Rumble, brothers. When, when I'm okay. sitting, when I'm in Jacksonville, sitting alone, because uh, <laughs> Tony Khan won't call me back, uh, I drink my Mountain Dew, pitch black, and take some blue chew and fuck a waitress, <laughs> Connie. Dude, w- w- I want to. I want to say this right now on eBay. You can buy a Mountain Dew pitch black unopened can, the rarest date, expiration 2005. Guess how much it's going for on eBay? $11. $2,420. Holy shit. That's the same amount of calories it has. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So what do you think this pitch mat black match is going to look like, Scott? Um, it's going to be me turning off the television until I find out on Twitter it's over. It's me praying that the electricity goes out. That's what it is. It's me protesting and putting up a black uh, profile picture during the match. Because yeah, I think it's about, offensive. This is all like this is all just JoJo making uh, Bray do something about police brutality. Listen, this is what I want. L.A. Knight has knocked this out of the park. It has been absolutely. Uh, what what show are you watching? I think he's doing a great job. Are you drinking the pitch black right he has now, to Scott? Dude, with uh, with uh, fucking uh, toy soldiers made out of silver or something. From the Civil War, whatever Mel Gibson melted down in the Patriot, you know, uh, yeah. to remind him of his son, he would like shoot people with his son's toys or whatever that gimmick was in that. Uh, okay, well, what does this have to do movie? with the Pitch Black? And, hey, you said what is it? I'm telling you, gonna- Mel Gibson's there. No, okay, listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think this is this is Bray's opportunity to finally have something good happen. Um, if this is bad, 
this is bad. Does that make any sense? Like if this match if, is if bad, this is, I will say if this is bad, he's dude. You he's gotta go. So what is the, the card, Taker yeah. whispering to him? Is he gonna come out with some sort of Taker powers? Or are we gonna see like a little bit of a repackaging to to course correct some stuff? Um, is he gonna have a motorcycle now? I mean, uh, I just thought that this story... is he light enough to have a motorcycle? Uh, that's gonna be up to his trainers to decide. <laughs> I just thought that like. They kind of were on to something with the Bruce Banner of it all. Like, I don't, you don't want to see me angry. That's when I turned into the fiend. Like, that's a different, that's a different um, year for the fiend. You know, yeah, but do you also understand that, like, now the running joke will be whatever fiend we get, whatever fiend defeats LA Knight, which I do think LA Knight looked like a star on Raw. Uh, I think he, I think he's. I do. I think he's doing do, great. Do you Why? know who LA Knight is? Did you like? Uh, there, there. You confusing him with another wrestler? By, uh, Scott's I enjoy him. I enjoy him. Look, I get it because he looks like um, he's doing rock. Like if you do, um, so many people do the rock though. If you, if you watch like um, a, a movie and someone's like playing, or you know, it's not a great movie and someone's playing a wrestler, it's like oh, LA Knight is cast in the movie to play a wrestler, like in a TV show to play a wrestler, but. I don't know. I like him. I think he's got good lines, man. The uh, most believable he ever was was in those Car Shield commercials with Ric Flair. That's the only time I'm like, yeah, that guy feels like a real main eventer. Does, Dan, what does. do you think about L.A. Knight, though, for real? What do I think about It doesn't matter what you think about <laughs> L.A. Knight. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky Starks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they should, they should have a, they should have a uh, uh, Ricky Starks versus Rock match, and whoever wins gets Rock's acoustic guitar. <laughs> or something i don't know i you know it my way, kids at home the night. joke was going to be uh ricky starks versus la knight to get the rocks guitar my, my thing about la knight in the rings whenever um my, as far as his promos i mean he definitely is a good promo in the sense that like he's charismatic you look at him but because of that charisma you can also see like where the chinks of the armor are where the where the flop sweat is you can see him trying to be a star rather than just being a star so that's kind of my opinion on la night robert what do you think about la night you 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 may be the biggest la night detractor on the pod la night is uh not good he is a a lesser version of the miz in that it is a guy who feels like he's playing pro wrestler as opposed to any believability to him whatsoever. Uh, I've said before, he's a poor man's Mr. Kennedy. He can deliver a halfway decent promo. It's the same promo over and over. He's not good yeah. in the yeah. ring. Yeah, he yes, he, he likes to have catchphrases and then catchphrases with catchphrases, which was his entire shtick in TNA. I, I, I don't see any kind of upside for him other than using him here to feed him to Bray Wyatt. And then I, I said this on uh, something uh, something in sports entertainment with uh, that uh, you turn him into the new Heath Slater as just the goof who goes out there and gets beat up by legends and celebrities. Like, let that be how you use L.A. Knight going forward. And I'm fine with you keeping L.A. Knight on the roster. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I personally think he's better than Mr. Kennedy, okay? Mr. Kennedy looks what? like the worst case scenario for Bart Simpson. And there's bad <laughs> scenarios for Bart Simpson. Hey, Ken Anderson, friend of mine, friend of the show, but that is hilarious. Yeah, Mr. don't have Kennedy, a cow, man. Listen. No, no, no. no. The, dude, different level of – there's there was a genuine charisma. He's, he's Kennedy way better in the ring. Way better wrestler in the ring. No, L.A. Knight is 
he's dime store uh Mr. Kennedy. I will say this for LA Knight. Like when I saw LA Knight on Raw 30, like when he came out, I was like, okay, this guy isn't gonna fuck this up. You know, he's kind of got that Miz thing of like that's why I said he's he's Miz. The guy. Yeah, I I trust I trust him in don't don't they all kind of feel like that now? Don't they like Damian Priest feels like an actor playing a wrestler? Uh Austin I mean, Theory yeah. feels like an actor playing a wrestler. He's just doing it a little better than a yeah, lot of other Priest guys. Priest and Theory have gotten better over time. LA Knight, who's been around for a while, LA Knight, who's been around for a while, has not gotten better. He's not good. They don't trust him to do anything. They'll trust him to put him in a gimmick match, like a pitch black match. When they brought him up to the main roster, he was the spokesman for the Maximum Male Models, rather than actually letting this guy go in there and wrestle. If he was a great wrestler, they'd be putting him in wrestling matches instead of, oh, we're going to put you in the fucking Bray Wyatt bullshit match brought to you by Mountain Dew. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've got an interesting prediction for this. I think LA Knight's going to win because they're going to set up Uncle Howdy versus Bray at Mania. Um, which I think is a mania match. It's kind of fun. Whatever. How do you do it? Do you think you make Uncle Howdy full cowboy and you put Wyatt in a in a in a in a spacesuit and we do a Toy Story type thing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of fun if like one of them dressed up as uh, as IRS and the other one dressed up as who was it? Blackjack Mulligan. Who was the yeah. guy? That Wait, I, yeah. yeah. I, I'll say this, dude. I do love Bray's brain. I. Uh... <laughs> Um, I think he's like I think he's super creative and if this new creative lets him be involved and that works out I'm interested I am interested I just also do really enjoy laughing at uh, his matches so if it sucks I will absolutely love that too because there's plenty of great things that are going to happen on this show but, but I'll, I'll say all the positive things about Bray first I think Bray is like and I do think he's very he's different than anything we've ever seen before. I think he's a great promo. I think he can have good matches as Bray. I don't think he can as the Fiend. Um, he's got all this positive stuff going for him. It's just that now we've they've kind of given him the ball. And besides that entrance, and I think the first promo was really interesting. It just it just feels it feels very much like when Vince was there. Like I don't see the difference. Uh, it's confusing. It, you know, it's a little bit better than Vince. It's, you know, like we're not seeing anyone get set on fire in the middle of the ring, but it, it just feels like, again, it's not clicking. And I, I think that's the problem with Bray all the time is that like you immediately say, what well, see why he's a star. You immediately see why he's a top guy. Why is this, why is this not clicking? I, and I don't, I don't really have an answer for that. Because all the wait and see with him, which is always the case, leads to matches that suck, like the Seth Rollins match or the Randy Orton fighting in a spooky dollhouse match or fighting Braun Strowman in a swamp. There's never been a payoff where you're like or fighting Randy uh, in in a fucking uh, earthworm match at WrestleMania. Right. Like there's there's never been a let's take the journey and trust that the payoff's going to be worth it where the payoff has been worth it. When he was in the Wyatt family and they had those amazing six man tags with like the shield, you're like, oh, this is worth all the spooky bullshit. Right now, we've yet to see the spooky bullshit pay off in a match. Maybe this is the time they figure it out. Not this match. Not sorry, not this LA night match. But maybe at Mania, they're like, look, we have a destination and we will all be Charlie Brown charging at the football again. And maybe this time it won't get pulled away, guys. Uh, you know what you I know just what? figured you saying this, Robert? 
Bray Wyatt is what would happen if M. Night Shyamalan movies became a wrestler. In the sense that, like, you're like, wow, this is interesting. I haven't seen this before. I wonder where it's going. And then by the end, you're like, oh, that's where it's going? Well, we just lost our sponsorship for the new Batista movie, so thanks. <laughs> I, But again, that, that movie, I see the preview, I'm like, well, this is interesting. Um, I, I kind of want to see this. And I know it's going to suck. I know it's going to suck. I mean, he's got he's had some good ones. The visit was really good, and obviously six cents. But a lot of the times, it's just like M M Night Shyamalan experiences are kind of like Bray Wyatt match experience, where at the end of it, it's it's the guy going, "Now don't you look foolish?" You know, it's it's just not great. Yeah, you go. Well, I did pay for a magic show. <laughs> That's what it feels like. All right, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the uh for the I guess the Universal NWWE Championship. I mean, obviously this is Roman. This this whole match is it's not even like, you know, they've done a great job building this match. Um especially because these guys have wrestled um you know, as baby faces and heels, uh, you know, like di at different points of their careers. And I think this is the most I've cared about their match so far, about their program. I thought there was some good stuff, you know, during the pandemic year, like two years ago. But this this seems like it's kind of a home run. And, you know, I think it's all setting. Now, people are talking about, we'll talk about who's going to win the Men's Rumble. People have mentioned Sammy. But I think it's it's all got to lead. Whatever this match, ha whatever happens in this match is that if you want Cody to win the Rumble, and I'm, I'm kind of taking this from Meltzer, you have to have, um, you have to give me a reason to want to see Kevin Owens and Sammy versus the Usos. So I feel like in this match, the Usos should be a huge part of it. They should take out Kevin, and maybe they should turn on Sammy that night. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that. It seems like a great match to open the show. But I, of course, I've got Roman. Uh, what do you think is going to happen, Scott? Uh, I think I'm going to be emotionally invested. I think I'm going to be excited to show my friends that I'm watching. Like, uh, I'm watching with friends, which I usually don't do. But I am hanging out with old high school friends and watching the fucking Royal Rumble. And I'm super pumped. And not just for the men's Royal Rumble match this year which usually it's just that and you got to kind of like hang out and go, all right, well I'll order and we wait for the food and we catch up or whatever. And then the rumble match happens. We have fun. I have a few matches to look forward to. And this match in particular is something I can't wait to, to show my buddies who haven't seen wrestling in a while. Cause it's so damn fun. And I know they're, you know, if Sammy runs out, they're going to understand him immediately. Uh, if he tries to help, you know, that, the storyline is so clear and so great. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome, man. And obviously, Reigns wins and, you know, whatever storyline reason. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm going to be happy with it. Uh, I do not think they can drop the ball on this. You know, they had that great false count anywhere match, or, or I don't know, if, I think it was last man standing match at the Rumble with Kevin and, and Roman. And, uh, the ending, you know, we forget how good that match was because the ending was such a fuck up with the handcuff. Yeah. So it'll be nice to see at least, you know, a definitive finish that isn't going to be marred by, uh, you know, hocus pocus, for lack of a better term. Robert? Yeah, I think this is 
way more of a payoff for the, for a match than we would have thought it was going to be. Otherwise you're getting the culmination of this emotional Sami Zayn story here in a, in a match involving Kevin Owens. It's kind of, everything's coming to a head. This is the beauty of pro wrestling. It is two guys who are going to put on a really great match because they put on really great matches before that rumble match, except for that, that handcuff spot was an absolute fucking blast. These guys are both committed to telling a really good story in the ring, but all of the other emotions that are coming together for this, it's what's Sammy going to do? Whose side is he going to be on? Who are the, who are the bloodline going to ultimately back in this? It's, it's going to come to a head. It's obviously going to be Roman winning, but now it's a matter of how and what is the fallout. And that's when wrestling is the most fun. Like we are going to coast on this until WrestleMania and, and Meltzer is, is way off base. There is, a number of easy paths to get to Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos because his, 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 his reasoning, sorry to interrupt. I know I do that. Is that, uh, is that, is that, you know, we're going to want to see Sammy win the rumble unless this is done right. Yeah. But Sammy's not going to be able to enter the rumble. So he's not going to win the rumble. Like something's going, something's going to transpire Why, here. Saudi. Nice. Uh, now something will transpire here where like it's not going to happen, or Sammy has not entered the Rumble because no, that brother that would be a crime if Sammy Zayn is not an entrant in the Royal Rumble. If he's not out at twenty nine and then thirty hits, and it's not Sammy Zayn, that is uh, Rey Mysterio getting booed. But it could be, you know, a war hero. No, no, yeah, but Scott, let me let me paint this picture for you. They're doing the tumbler thing, guys getting their numbers, and Sammy's going to go walk and get his number. And Heyman can why are why are you getting a, a number? Do you do you not think that your tribal chief Roman Reigns is going to win the title tonight? Or do you think he is going to win and you want to be the one to take him out? Where is your loyalty? And Sammy gives up his spot in the rumble to show his loyalty to the bloodline, making him even more of a fucking, you know, moron. And look, I think maybe that needs to happen, that moment uh, throughout the show, but his ass needs to enter somehow. No, Whether you, it's, you do not it turns put out him Kevin into Owens also had a fucking uh, thing you, you in case do he lost not, and he gives it to him. You do not put Sammy in the rumble because... Uh, you, look, you, And you take him out in a way where either... Either he chose his ultimate loyalty to helping Kevin in some way, shape, or form, and the rest of the bloodline beat the fuck out of him, and he's taken out by EMTs, or he gives up his spot or whatever it is. You cannot put him in this Royal Rumble because that is not the emotional crux of that Rumble story. It can't be because the story here is Cody. That's Man. who they need to focus on. Talk some sense into him. I don't know. I, I actually I, I think that we're in a tricky position because if you don't if you don't have Sammy, you know, win the Rumble, why have him in the Rumble? But if he's not in the Rumble, you know, I, I actually think I agree with Robert on this. What if <clears throat> ready now this will be huge for uh, the marks and it will it will put Triple H in good favor. If you say have him come out as fucking El Generico, I'm going to drive to Jersey and smack you in the fucking face. Robert, <laughs> Paul Heyman told him he can't enter. So he comes out as El Generico. <laughs> and he goes, you little fuck, you, 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 you turn, you turned. You, and he goes, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? I'm not that guy. Guys, how huge would that be? 
And we're talking about, uh, you know what? It'd be it'd be funny, but I can already hear the other side of it in that not enough people know who El Generico is for this to matter. That doesn't uh, matter, dude. Right now, listen. Okay, but the problem is Bruce Pritchard is still above ground, and he's in those meetings, and he's like, well, you know, people don't know El Generico. Uh, I'm just having him do the Jerry Jarrett voice. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, he's going to argue like people don't know who that is enough for that to really matter. Uh, him putting on a mat like people would would know and get it. But and I said this to Dan on, on something of sports entertainment with a nice plug for the $10 tier. Sammy versus Roman, while a very good match, is not a big enough solo WrestleMania main event match. Whereas Roman versus Cody or Roman versus Rock or whatever it is they wind up pulling out for that is a big match for one night. And you can anchor a second night of WrestleMania with the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Why would you deprive yourself of two emotional main events instead of one? Well, also, I mean, Elimination Chamber is... Uh, oh, wait, Reigns isn't fighting at Elimination Chamber. Is that no, what you're saying? he's not going to compete at Chamber. He should fight Zayn at Chamber. I, I, I thought they really should have... If it's in Montreal, they really should have Roman and Sammy in Montreal. Unless Roman wins at Mania. I mean, Zayn deserves a match with Roman at some point. Absolutely, it, but there's Unless you much... want to pop a huge number on a SmackDown that, like, you know, right before Mania or some shit, you know? Yeah, but if it's right before Mania... Then we're going to be less excited for the Cody match. You almost absolutely, have and it doesn't really, yeah, doesn't make uh, sense. Yeah, no, you know, you, unless you, it's like, yeah, if Zayn beat, yeah, no, it doesn't. You, you, they set the pivot up on Raw nicely in that Jey Uso finally shows his true colors. In that I've come around, I, I, I accept you now, Sammy. You've had our back this whole time. I'm all in on you, brother. And then if Sammy, in some way, shape, or form, either legitimately betrays that or unintentionally betrays that heartbroken Jey Uso becoming this vicious fucking killer and and going after him as a bloodthirsty monster that's your that's your heel team right there going after Sammy and Kevin sure sure and and that is, I I do agree that that is what has to happen at Mania but I just also think that they all need to be that's the other thing it's like you can't even put the Usos in the Rumble because it doesn't make sense unless it's like hey you guys enter the Rumble and eliminate as many people as possible and then eliminate yourselves, you know, like some shit like that. But these guys deserve to be in that match. Cause there's such big parts of, I mean, I guess they will be in the, uh, in the title match as characters. Right? They'll, so, they'll have other, other, yeah, they'll roles, have other roles that night. Okay. But okay, there's yeah. enough guys to give a spot to that. You don't need to put solo and the Usos in the rumble itself. Cause they're going to have a presence in this match. Okay. Now I, I want to do this prediction. Um, Entrant predictions like surprises. I think they got money. Scott, we haven't gotten ass. to the match yet. You're gonna break Dan's fucking. He is. Oh, I thought we got ship. to the match. No, we, we haven't match? even talked about the women. We're still talking about the title match. Oh my gosh! All right, all well, right. I mean, Daniel, uh, go ahead. No, I mean, uh, all I have to say is that you know, for years it's been like, well, why can't this person win the rumble? And Sammy should be part of that logic. But I actually agree that he wouldn't – with Robert, I, I don't want to see that match at Mania. I, I'd rather see a Sammy victory at Mania. And I don't think the Sammy character beating Roman is the best use of either character. So um, we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be it, – at least it gives the Rumble some intrigue. Uh, the Women's Rumble, I got Rhea for this um, as, a, as a winner. I don't know who else it could be. Apparently, Ronda will not be in the Rumble. I don't know where her status is with the company. Um, I guess you could always have Becky win it again, but 
you know, that seems like, why would you do that? You can get her on the card in other ways. You know, there's always the chance of Bailey, I guess. But again, she's she's lost so much this year. It doesn't really seem. And Rhea's, you know, Rhea's got a ton of upside and, you know, she's been compelling. Um, it'll be interesting to see her kind of move from a lower tier storyline of her and Dom to then, you know, in a prominent more women's title position. But the good thing is, you know, because they have um, Judgment Day there and you have the Street Profits there, you can kind of burn a lot of matches leading up to the event with those guys. So um, my my uh, my vote is Rhea Ripley. Scott? Ooh, I would love her to win. Like, that would be my favorite win. And so I guess, yeah, I'll go with her. I think she is also going to be the cane of the match. I think she's going to eliminate the most people, um, things well, like that. Who you else know? do you think it could be? Pre- press slam t- two chicks at the same time and toss them. Like, you're going to see some really cool stuff from her in this match. Um, and that's the reason I go maybe you won't see her win because usually someone who does so many great things in a match isn't the one who wins it, you know? Uh, but who does win it? I don't know. A returning uh, Asuka, right? Asuka? Yeah, no, know. but then Asuka at Mania, no, that doesn't, that ain't it. Yeah, I don't see, I don't think they see. Un- unless Asuka Triple H has a whole new vision for the division, you know? Yeah, well, if he has a new vision for the uh, division, I mean, he, he's gone on record saying that he thinks that Rhea is going to be the biggest star they have. So I think, I think he may just have Rhea win too, because he's like, well, if Vince takes power from me, which I'm sure is if it, it, I, that is a big possibility, and we saw I'll, I'll have this woman win the rumble and I'll I'll get her going. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be it it'll it'll definitely be an interesting it's probably the most unpredictable out of all the matches. So well, pitch black is more unpredictable, but for, for all the wrong <laughs> uh Robert, uh who do you got for this? I got Rhea. I think Rhea and Bianca at Mania is it's kind of the 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 Triple H rock rivalry we got for them kind of at that intercontinental level where you're like these are the two that are going to be the the faces of this division for the next several years to come having them face off in an epic match at Mania like it could even be a Rock Austin situation where you could do this match next year and the year after and they'd still find ways to make it fresh. It's kind of this is their their you know, world to to run with, and it's a great story for for Rhea to to win the Rumble here. Hey, also, um, Dom trying to be cooler than Montez Ford. You know, yes, that will be fun if if they're willing to go there, which they need to. Scott, do you see any surprises in this Rumble? Any surprise entrance, surprise spots? Oh yeah, man! I think you see um, like Mickey James. You know, I think you see like uh, Tessa Blanchard, maybe right? Maybe I, is she. Hey, I... if they're hey, if Vince is back, they gotta talk about forgiveness, and maybe you put the heat on Tessa. You know, Vince is like, bring her here, and then everyone will complain about her and not me so much. Give her an um, assistant. Dude, I Scott. would like to see a female celebrity enter this because have we ever seen that before? I don't think Maria we have. Manu- yeah, Maria Menounos Maria, entered. Maria entered? We'll bring Guys. her back. Pretty Guys. sure she did. Um, I said I would like to see a female celebrity enter the Royal Rumble. <laughs> She's a celebrity. Kind yeah, of. I know, but I don't, maybe, I don't. I'm not talking E News. I'm talking maybe, like sorry, maybe Helen Mirren's available. 
Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, Meryl Streep. We're talking. You know. Uh, no, I think if you're gonna do a surprise, Naomi's your surprise. Like what about Jacqueline? What about a Jacqueline? Were there any ECW women? Like, I mean, let's there, have there fun, guys. ECW. They got they got money. You know, you think they could bail Sonny out? You think they got that kind of money? <laughs> well, Missy Hyatt just wrestled this year. Maybe they can dust her off, bring her back. Jeez, oh, I would love that. No, I would love that. No. Well, it's got to be better than last year because last year's Rumble fucking stunk. So. Hey, if we're gonna dust people off, I mean, May Young. <laughs> Yeah, archaeologists have to dust her off before the Rumble. All right, let's get to the Men's Royal Rumble. Wait, what about what? What if Stephanie shows up? I th- that's definitely not happening. But she comes oh, out definitely with the, the crutches, Bellas, right? Because no, they were upset on. There it is, Scott. She comes out with the crutches. She throws them down. It was all a work. The ankle's yep. fine. <laughs> just goes in and just fucking tears through everyone. Yeah, I I don't you know although the Falcon. Uh, I'm sorry, although the. Uh, the Bellas kind of went ham on Twitter about how much they hate WWE after getting, you know, not liking the creative that they were given, whatever, for Raw 30. Stole Flair's gimmick. I, 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 I do think that they'll they, they'll have no problem bringing those two back. You know, she's not CM Punk. So we could see him in the Rumble. Um, what about like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or something? Um, That would I would love that, man. What would her finish? A cool moment. I would love to see her do a Bronco Buster. I think her finisher is like you can't finish her. You know, she can't come ever. She never has. <laughs> no, she uses the Jewish space laser. Uh, and that's how she introduces Goldberg. Like, here's my Jewish space laser. Bill comes out. I'll just do it for fucking money. I don't care. I'll, I'll Major Taylor Green, Marjorie Taylor Green. I could see her doing like a Sergeant Slaughter thing. Maybe she like turns her back on America and joins with Russia or something. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of women out there that I think, again, with the money WWE has, they would be willing to show up. This is no longer. Oh, bro, I got one. This is a different world we're talking about. No, we're ready to sell. We need to sell. You know what I'm saying? I got one. Don't do it. Dan. I don't. I don't do think it. me and Robert are thinking the same person. Oh, um, Amber Heard. Oh, <laughs> come out. Oh, I'm into that. And oh, then, like, what, what... She, she like beats up Paul Birchall, you know? Ooh, uh, I like that. What about Casey Anthony? Dude, she's got a new show on Peacock. She got a show on Peacock before I did. Yeah, there we go. Oh, no, I, I, I assumed, I assumed, given the money they gave her, Rita Chatterton would be perfect for the oh, uh, surprise. <laughs> You're already paying her. Right. You're already paying her. Oh, Get some. She could be the special. <laughs> she could be the special guest referee for the match. Oh, Holy shit! If she's the ref, brother. Oh gosh! Right, I'm just oh, gonna go away from that. Um, something Vince should have done. Hey, oh, uh, Ed McMahon instead of Vince McMahon there, but that's fine. What about Vince in a dress like Bugs Bunny? <laughs> Dude, or no, Vince Shane, dress? Shane in a dress like Bugs Dude, Bunny, and he ruins I, I it like he ruins the men's match last week. No, Vince already saw Shane in a dress once, okay. which is why he won't use him anymore. Wait, guys, <laughs> wait, guys, we gotta, um, we, we, uh, we gotta, uh, we gotta talk about this for a second. I found a way, um, to make this um uh to make this match even better the pitch black match you know nothing that bray can do is spooky right and uncle howdy really isn't spooky it's all kind of silly if you had a spotlight on vince in a dress like a sundress like on a rocking chair that would be truly chilling 
You know, that would be scarier than anything in Megan. <laughs> Megan, that she's going to be in the match. Don't you fucking put that out there, Scott. Dude, if Megan is in the Women's Royal Rumble doing cartwheels and shit, like the zombies match, yeah. Yes. First of all, huge. how is uh, Alexa Bliss not basically just Megan? Well, sure, then make her the doll. I'm fine with that. Also, get... Vince would Vince would never go in a fucking rocking chair. <laughs> we got to. He's get not going to look relaxed. We got to de- we got to get to the uh, men's rumble because um, I got to be out of here in 17 minutes. Uh, men's rumble. I think that the only I mean the only ones that people were even talking about are Cody, Sammy, and then the possibility of like a part timer like The Rock, which by all reports he's not going to be part of the rumble. Maybe that's a swerve. Steve, which I've I've heard mixed things of whether or not he's going to be involved in Mania. Or um, John or other Steve. things. <laughs> no, I think I think that's looking pretty good. We're not to knock on wood, but we'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we have updates on that, and it's not just ether. Uh, and or John Cena. I think all of those guys, um, those five, are the only ones who realistically have a shot, right? Anybody? Wait, what five did you just say? So I heard Steve Austin, John Cena, Steve Austin, John Cena, The Rock is part timer. So a part timer like that. Or yeah. Sammy or Cody. Those are the three. And I think it's going to be Cody. I think that's the story. I think people want to see that, too. I think people are going to be. You, you think people want to people... see that? Yes. Yeah. I think... I think I think we wanted to see that. And I think we will be very happy to see him in the Rumble match. But damn it, we really wanted The Rock and, uh, and boo him. Okay, but that's If on... it doesn't happen. If it happens, Scott, hell that, yeah, that's Okay, awesome. but that's one of those things. That's on people booking it themselves there's been nothing on screen whoa whoa whoa. directing you to screen or the last few years have been building to the whole tribal chief has been leading to no 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 brother yeah and that's the one who runs this but that's people fantasy booking what they think is gonna have like there's been no way jose there's been nothing for the not they're not subtle about what they do there's been no this is directly where we're going people who you know see the rumors online and want to fantasy book what they think it is and get their hopes up are going to potentially be disappointed in the same way that this happens all the time when people are like i'm convinced i know what the surprise is going to be and when it's not that surprise that there was no indication it was going to happen i'm now more disappointed the cody story is the only story that makes sense going into this WrestleMania because he comes back last year. He has forsaken AEW. He left the company he founded to come and do the one thing he and his dad never did, which is be world champion. So it's not only the boyhood dream, it's fulfilling his dad's dream. He was like world champion for like half a second, right? His dad was not world champion in WWE, the only title that matters. He's never won the WWE title. This is Vince's fucking mind story here. Cody coming back and doing what his family legacy is all about. It's the boyhood dream. It's the it's a rare chance where you have a guy who's never been world champion win the world title at Mania by beating a dude who's been undefeated for two and a half years. Beating Roman means something huge for whoever you want to give it to Cody or do you want to give it to an even newer guy you give it to Cody because that's the guy who's now your top baby face going forward I love Sami Zayn I don't think they will have the confidence to stick with him as 1a super tippy top baby face going forward I think that eventually it's going to be like the same thing they did to Daniel Cody's older than Roman you know like that's that's the That's, only yeah, but you get so get the mileage out of him right now. Let him run as as the top guy for the next couple of years. Yeah, everybody and, really gets like a year and a half of actual like 
fan favor, you know, and then it just becomes people. And, and then arguing. have them, and then you know, use that time to groom whoever the next guy, whether it's you know Braun Breaker or Grayson Waller, whoever it is in NXT that they're going to get hype behind, and and yeah, and or Austin Waller Theory, whoever it is. There's there's Grayson guys they have this year. Grayson Waller's gotten a lot better. He's gotten much better over the last uh, little while. He's a better Miz. They built a better Miz. Okay, but uh, we think Austin's definitely showing up, right? To the Rumble or Mania? Rumble. Rumble, no. Oh, I think he's an entrant, dude. I think we're having fun this year, baby. If, if, I think we Austin, got Saudi money Austin early. Is an entrant, he's winning. But I think that the, the rumor that I heard is it's going to be him and Brock if it happens. I heard yeah. that's then what they Brock want. showed up and attacked Lashley, so who knows what they're going to wind up fucking yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't here. know what. Dude, um, if I'm Austin, I'm going with the best worker. I'm like, who can I have a um? I do honestly. If I'm Austin, I'm so based on I'm your going, logic, LA Gunther. No, no, you know how Gunther like uh got in DX's face and stuff, and it was the first time that like legends back down. So have Austin be like, I'll fuck you up, and have them because look, Austin can't do you know amazing things. He can punch though, and he can kick. Have them kick. The shit out of each other at WrestleMania, Austin versus Gunther, baby. Oh hell yeah! If you want to, if you wanted a, a the best person for him to actually wrestle would probably be Seth. But take your Nazi ass back, dude. Even <laughs> if know, the you're... Rock came back, Austin versus Gunther, dude, I'd be like, fuck the Rock and Roman, bro. It, it's what the it's what we all deserve. Stone Cold Steve Austin, like the last sense of like anything that. Let's be honest, guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the only thing good about America currently, okay? Is that he lives here. <laughs> Facing Gunther and the and his goonies, his goonthies, or whatever. Besides, besides my wife, Ethereum. he's one of the best things in my life, too. By the way, oh, I like that Dan's man. suggestion was he should face Seth Rollins because no legend has faced Seth Rollins and it ended thing. badly. I know, I know. No, right. because look, The Rock Jeez. comes back, he fights Roman Reigns. That's what The Rock does, right? Stone Cold, he comes back, he fights a Kevin Owens because he's the real best. He understands what wrestling really is, you know? So he's got to fight the best. Who's the best right now? Canyon? In that company, Seth in ring. Uh, you can't fight Seth, though, because Seth's a face. Who's the best heel? That's who Austin's right, got to fight. I would say Gunther, but he's fighting Gunther, baby. Let's no, do this. I, I mean, I think Gunther's safe, but it looks like it hurts. I don't know. Um, all right, we we went through our Rumble predictions. I think it's going to be Cody. Uh, Robert, you think it's going to be Cody? Scott, who do you think it's going to be? Um, if it is not The Rock, because I really do think we're going to get a lot of surprises. Hey, man, Kevin Nash surprise would be really nice, especially his son nice. recently passed away. Have yeah. him come out, not as Diesel as Kevin Nash. Um. Yeah, just get a few dudes. Sean Waltman is very capable. Let him get in there and spar with some young guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's probably Cody's if if The Rock doesn't show up. All right. But big, I... big surprises, man. All right, let's get to high spot, low spot. Uh, I will start out. My low spot is I can't watch the Rumble. I'm not going to be watching the Rumble. I'm not going to be betting on it. I'm going to be at Brooklyn Comedy Club, which I'm excited to do spots. But I also am a little bit bummed out. I'm not going to see it. My high spot Man, I, I got two, and and one of them is, you know, obviously the Briscoe stuff was, I thought, very well done. But uh, this Bloodline story has not missed once. I mean, I don't think it's the best story that wrestling's ever told, but it is the most consistently non-fuck... Not, they haven't fucked it up yet. And it's, when you think about how long this has been going, it's it's pretty... It's, it, it's a real credit to the performers and, you know, to the booking committee 
that we still want to see this. I remember, you know, think about when we were like watching MJF and Jericho and like two months in, we were like, all right, let's move on, you know, and they, they just keep, oh, they keep making this interesting. Uh, Scott, high spot, low spot. Oh, uh, I mean, my high spot has to be the DJ Briscoe tribute uh, for everything I said. Yeah, that's it. That 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 was a major high spot. Low spot? I do not know if I had a low spot this week. There were everything about wrestling was awesome this week. Raw was a lot of fun. Um, NXT, I saw like highlights from NXT and everything I saw was really cool. That thing they did with Braun and uh, whoever he's fighting. But at Grayson the PC, Waller. Man, yeah. that looked legit as hell, and they like went for it, and and that was great. Uh, Dynamite, I thought was fantastic. Uh, New Japan, um, they uh, well, Okada uh, attacked uh, the the champion. Well, the, the whoever the champion in Noah is, um, they got in a fight, and uh, you know it came off looking like a shoot. A lot of people were talking about that. I was very into that. Also, Okada said he wants a world. Uh, like kind of like a tournament, like a world tournament. And if he needs to talk to Tony Khan and Triple H, he will. So all high spots this week. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'll Robert. fix that. Uh, high spot. Yeah. So I had two high spots. One was the, uh, the the fact that Jay Briscoe was allowed to be acknowledged on TV. We were able to get that the tribute to him and the Mark Briscoe match. Uh, the other high spot was that, that uh, Jay Uso stopping Solo Sokoa's thumb from striking Sami Zayn was a great payoff moment. That segment kind of went off. It was blocked dumb. It was kind of blocked dumb. I was going to say, that segment went off the rails a little bit. It went long. Uh, There were ways it could have been done better. But that little beat is, I always say all the time, if it can exist in a video package, you forget about everything else. A lot of the video packages on Raw were showing highlights of moments that if you go back and watch those segments, the segments fucking suck. But the 30 seconds of that moment were great. Like, the Austin driving down with the beer truck was was after 11 minutes of Vince talking about the you know new title they had. Uh, you just remember those little moments. You'll remember that little moment right there. My low spot comes from Raw 30. It was, number one, how they used a lot of those legends. I don't need Hogan in the third Raw. I don't associate Hogan with Raw. I certainly don't need to see Flair out there because he was a Nitro guy. Like, it, it's, it's not where he belongs it was weird doing 30th anniversary of raw no rock no austin no foley no orton no cena no trish no lita no kane a lot of the people you associate with raw not there and it's kind of like outside of dx it kind of sucked in terms of who they used uh that was definitely a little bit of a bummer for a show that they spent all this time hyping i think they've done those nostalgia shows better in the past well, folks, that's our show. As far as plugs, I'm at Teehee's Comedy Club in Des Moines, Iowa, this Friday night at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock shows. I'm really excited about it. And please, if you're in the New York metropolitan areas in New Jersey and Connecticut, and you're looking to see me on in one show this year, I'm filming my special uh, March 2nd at Brooklyn Comedy Club. Uh, I'm going to be doing two shows, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. I, I believe that Adrian I. Pellucci and Anthony DeVito will be opening. So it's going to be a hell of a show. And uh, you guys should check it out. And then, you know, our normal call of action, you know, follow us on all our socials. Leave a comment. Leave a five-star review. Blah, 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 blah. Scott? 
Oh, you can listen to my other podcast, Out for Smokes. Um, you can also subscribe to that Patreon. Uh, Mike just interviewed Tim Dillon, and you can listen to it on that. Also, subscribe to our Patreon. I'm going to record my uh my portion of um of the the Mantar. Is that his name? Yes. Uh, I thought it was Mantor. Uh, for a while, so half of my jokes are Mantor. But anyway, yeah. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, cause it's damn good, man. I was listening to a few of the roasts we uh, did in the past, uh, from the Patreon, uh, recently, and they're all great. So please do that. Robert. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WW creative underscore I S H. All right, folks. Until then, wash your hands.